the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Well, hey, Flyer fans, how about that one? Welcome into Flyer Feedback here, sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. I'm Michael Purvis. Uh, Joining me, former Flyer Rex Gardecki. Rex, Rex, how about that game? How about that? Flyers, big winners here tonight. I mean, it was just such a dominating performance. It just seems that even this 23-point lead that the the Flyers ended up winning this game by uh, just didn't even seem like it was ever really that close. And and what just a great way to send off the seniors here who've put in and really gone through so much over their years here for for Dayton, Rex. Oh, Michael, what a win. I can honestly say, and and I want to pass this on to Larry, I'm sure he's listening we had, when I played, we beat St. Louis six times. I've done the St. Louis games three times on the post game. I'm 9-0 and against St. Louis, so maybe <laughs> Coach Grant might want to think about keeping me around for a little bit of time and everything. But, yeah, I mean, if you're trying to be a sports psychologist and figure out this team, you would make millions of dollars. But, yeah, it's what a great victory tonight. And uh, I know the disappointing loss to Rhode Island the other night was not good, but, you know, you got to move on and uh, get ready for the A-10 tournament. But, what a, what a great win at home. And, you know, it, it just – we've talked how, – how many times has it been discussed how Jalen Crutcher just certainly seems to have the number, but this game here was so much more than just Jalen. I mean, yeah, Jalen led scores with 19, but I think it's so much to say that this was actually a team win from top to bottom. I mean, it was just a dominating performance offensively and defensively, uh, something that – a, f- a complete performance, maybe maybe the yeah. only complete performance that we've seen from this team all season. I agree. I agree, Mike. It was a game that everybody contributed. Uh, uh, John and I talked the other night, possibly maybe going a little bit smaller. The Jordy tonight uh, prevailed in the post. Uh, he did a great job on French, probably the best job that's been done you know, against French this season. Uh, and then Jalen, you know, sprained his ankle a little bit there early in the game, but came back and played. But everybody coming off the bench, Zimmy coming off the bench, then as I call him, uh, coming off the bench and doing it. Uh, Rodney Chapman, again, as Chapman does defensively, does a great job. He just guards people like nobody else does in the A-10. So as the announcer said, it's a, it's, it's a great win, great win for the Flyers. It's a tough, tough loss for St. Louis. I know uh, we hopefully we'll get to see him again in the A-10 tournament, but but overall just a great win for the Flyers. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, I want to get back to, to talking about how Dayton's lineup looked here tonight, how the rotations look. I want to get to that because, but I do want to discuss a little bit about what this does for St. Louis. And and I was actually in the arena, so I didn't hear it. So Rex, you, you said this that this basically almost completely eliminates St. Louis's at large chance. I mean, that's a, that's what, yeah. that's a, I mean, that's what, what Joe Lenardi said. If I, if I remember correctly, what you said, that's what Joe Lenardi said at halftime. He said, this loss could really, really hinder St. Louis because just the number of games that they played. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, I think they go into BCU next week and Richmond and everything. So time will tell on that team, but tonight it was a flyers night, just a great performance by the seniors. You can go down the list from Jalen Crutcher to Rodney Chapman, Chapman to Jordy to Ibby. Yeah. Uh, it was just it was just a great win. And Cam Greer getting in the game. There's there's a chance where a kid has busted his tail for the last four years and been a cheerleader, and he got in the game the last two minutes of the game. And he'll remember that for the rest of his life. <laughs> a special win here tonight for the Flyers for just joining us here. 76-53, final score. Flyers defeat the Billikens. Arch Baron Cup staying home, you guys. That's big, important <laughs> stuff. Very big, important stuff. Right, John Tisdale over there? Big, important stuff here for the Flyers. We're waiting for uh, head coach Anthony Grant's comments here coming up in just a couple of minutes. But until then, uh, Michael Purvis here. Rex Gardecki still uh, t- discussing this one here. But, y- you know, I One of the things I think a lot of people have been mentioning throughout uh, the last week, really, is is what to do about Jordy Chamunga. And I I think, Rex, you said it where there was some, what what do you do with him? But the thing is, is that this team today looked complete, whether they played the small ball without the true five in there or if they had Jordy in there. And talk about a complete performance for Jordy couple points shy of a double-double, eight points, eight boards, couple assists as well to go along with that too. But I think the bigger number is only two turnovers, and there have been times where he's been bit by that turnover bug. And I put it put a note here down tonight. I wanted to watch how he performed here tonight after having kind of a, a rough game yesterday, and certainly there was a lot of crying out with the fan base about what to do with him. You know, first off, I don't want to say this, it's not that he didn't hurt them, but in addition, he actually played a very – 
important battle. And he does so good on the boards when he yep. plays against St. Louis. I think that's the thing is that it's tough when he's when he's not going up against a true five, but when he has to go up against somebody like Hassan French, he's just a monster in the paint and getting rebounds. Well, there's such really there's such a size difference, Michael, with that. I mean, really, when you step stand next to French, he's probably six five, maybe six six at the most, and Jordy being six eleven, two hundred and seventy eight pounds. But I think Jordy tonight. And I'm sure the coaches have talked to him and they've showed him film. You know, you don't need to take that extra dribble. You know, if you start to feel the pressure, look to the opposite side to kick it out to Ibby or kick it out to Jalen. And that's what he did tonight. He didn't fumble the ball in the post. He was very secure when he got it. And then when he turned again off his right shoulder up to that for that left-handed hook shot, it was perfect for him. So it was just he played his game tonight and did not have to do things that he's not comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. And he just lo- he looked good, but then I, I think it's even just that too. It, it was like a, the mentality of Dayton defensively is not only did Dayton look completely comfortable with all f- whatever lineup they put out there, they were comfortable. St. Louis never looked comfortable for even one minute in this game. Maybe you could make the argument that that little stretch right after the whole shot clock thing, which I've done dozens of games at UD Arena. I've PA'd games. I've called play-by-play as a student. I've done just about anything inside UD Arena. I've never seen anything like that before. (laughs) But it certainly seemed that that St. Louis might have had an opportunity there to come out and gain some of that momentum back. But I'll tell you what, even then, they weathered the storm, and St. Louis just, again, just never found a rhythm here tonight, and that was such a credit to Dayton defensively all night. Yeah, I, I agree with you, uh, Mike. I, I, for a while, there, I thought you, know, you had back that four- or five-minute situation with the shot clock. The only person that wasn't confused was John Higgins, the official that does every game every night throughout the season. I said, I'm going to have to pull up on Twitter and see how many games he does a year. But, yeah, the shot clock didn't follow him, but you're right. With that five- or seven-minute difference, I thought, well, oh, this could be a situation where St. Louis gets back into the game, but they never really, really got back into the game. Their shooting percentage was not good. Our defense was phenomenal outside. Rodney Chapman doing his job as he usually does. Jordy doing a great job on French. So it's it's a game that we really, really needed, Mike. And I think hopefully this can get us, you know, getting us physically and mentally ready for the A-10 tournament. No, you know, we're not we're not a uh, a team that's going to make it an Indian's incidental tournament. If our flying flyer fans think that, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but crazier things have happened. You get in the tournament. You, you you never know. What if a situation with the Kobe thing, a team that you're supposed to play, you know, if they have to cancel because of that, and uh, you know the Flyers in the back of their mind, knowing that if they could win three or four games, they're going back into the arena to play, and that is mm-hmm. that's got to be a great stimulus for this team. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number if you want to join in on the conversation. Mike Purvis, Rex Gardecki here waiting on uh, head coach Anthony Grant's comments here to come uh, very shortly as soon as he's done talking with the team. But, um, yeah, you, you make up a great point. And, I mean, think about that as a motivational tactic right now, Rex, is that, you know, with the, with the news, and if you didn't hear this, here's, you know, you heard it here first, I guess, on WHR Radio, the A-10 championship game will be played at UD Arena, and that – while the first rounds got moved up, they're not going to be played in Richmond. I have the whole breakdown here. I don't feel like pulling it up. But anyway, nonetheless, the fact remains is is that Dayton has an opportunity now to to possibly play at at home, move up in the seedings, maybe even avoid VCU until that last game if they're able to get on the bottom side of the bracket. So just as much as VCU certainly looks like they have Dayton's number this year, it looks like the Flyers have St. Louis's number, but I think this also tells a little bit about where the A-10 is. And of course, as everybody made the point on Tuesday, the A-10 ain't getting six teams in. They ain't. That ain't going to happen. But I'll tell you right now, there is a pretty small gap in between the top of the A-10 and the eighth seed, which is where Dayton came into this game, to where you can really see that just about anybody can beat anybody, and that's what's also incredibly fur. Just in. Just I can't even begin how frustrating it is to describe about this Dayton team where they've lost games that they shouldn't against teams that they shouldn't have, but yet they play up to teams like St. Louis. And you look at you look at a complete performance like what they had tonight. I mean, forcing 15 turnovers. Uh, looking at here, they did eventually they actually did get out rebounded by St. Louis, but considering that they turned turned St. Louis over 15 times, held St. Louis to shooting only 27 percent. A lot of that has to do with St. Louis just not being in any kind of any kind of men, zone or anything 
offensively. But the fact remained is you look at what Dayton can do when it turning a complete performance. And we were spoiled last year. We saw lots of complete performances. But this year's team has a hard time finding that. And now the roller coaster is on the way up. But once again, it again proves that this Dayton team can beat anybody in the conference once again, which is frustrating, but they can also lose to anybody in the conference too. Well, I, I agree with that, Mike. When I think having Rodney Chapman back is going to make a big, big difference because Jalen Crutcher is not the on-ball defender as Rodney is. Rodney is so much more physical. His length of his arms, uh, the strength that he has, and I think with Jordy being able to guard people there, um, you know, Ibby's going to have to work, you know, I think it's, this is next four or five games is going to be a big situation for Ibby. He's going to have to guard it, people. And Zimmy coming off the bench is just playing phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He's a kid that reminds me so much of Obi two years ago. Yeah. He's six foot seven, six foot eight with a long wingspan. He'll have time to get in the weight room and do things. He's a good shooter. He's, he just, he wants to sponge up everything that the team is doing. And I just think, you know, I'm not talking about next year. Yeah, we've got five games, six games, maybe seven games yet to play. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the guys coming off the bench, Elijah Weaver now is going to have to accept his role coming off the benches as that situation. But now we're back to where we are, where we thought we were going to be with eight and men, nine men rotation. And this will take some of the time pressure off of Jalen that he doesn't have to play those 40 minutes. And the same with Ibby. Yeah, really getting Rodney back. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Those two games, that's been very nice to see him get back out there coming back from that hand injury. I'll tell you what, that music that you're hearing, that means it's time to hear the thoughts of head coach Anthony Grant following this Flyers' big victory here. Coach Grant will talk with Larry Hanskin on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back at the UD Arena where the Dayton Flyers defeat uh, St. Louis 76-53. We're joined by Flyers head coach Anthony Grant and, and, and coach on a night in which you honor your seniors. Might we have seen the most complete team victory by your squad this season? Well, I thought our team did a really good job tonight. I thought it started on the defensive end. You know, uh, we, we were we were really, really good in the first half. Took away transition opportunities. Were able to rebound the ball. We got out in transition. Uh, did a good job of taking care of the basketball tonight. So it was, it was good to see. You know, a lot of times, like you said, your, your defense can create your offense. But you were so efficient offensively, particularly in the first half of the first half, did that help your defense in that it put a lot of pressure on St. Louis to try to answer? Well, St. Louis is outstanding when they're when they're able to get out in the broken floor and transition. So when you when you score the ball, certainly they got to go against your set defense, and that was a key for us is, is to try to keep them out of transition, whether it was on a make or a miss. So so certainly we think uh, you know our, our ability to score certainly helped us with that. How important was the focus and the poise and the composure of your team tonight when they did face adversity or where things like clock, like shot clock's not working? Yeah, you know, that was that was some, some unforeseen adversity. But, you know, adversity is always going to show up in different forms one way or another, whether it's, you know, stuff like that, that that's out of your control or, you know, tonight with, with St. Louis, you know, on, on the glass in the second half, you know, just being able to compete and do those things. And it was good to see our, our guys uh, able to, to overcome that and sustain uh, the effort that we needed to be able to sustain to secure the victory. You know, it's about the seniors, but it's incumbent upon the underclassmen to make sure that those five guys walked off this floor as winners. Yeah, no question. You know, and it's, 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 uh, it's the way you want to be able to send your seniors out. Uh, I thought it was a great team effort. Uh, the, the guys, uh, obviously, anytime you go through senior night, you never know what type of emotion that you're going to have, you know, and, and obviously in, in, a, in a year of a pandemic when there's, you know, limited fans, it was, it was some of the parents were able to be here tonight to, to enjoy, uh, you know, the, the tribute I thought before the game by their families was terrific under the circumstances. But certainly, you know, they'll always remember uh, senior night and getting that home win. All right, Coach, congratulations on this one. Enjoy it this weekend. We'll talk to you Monday night. Okay, appreciate it. Go Flyers. All right, uh, that wraps things up here. And again, uh, Dayton uh, with uh, two games next week. Uh, Wednesday, it'll be at uh, St. Joe's, and then uh, a week from Sunday at St. Bonaventure. Before that Monday night, hey, we've got an Anthony Grant show uh, that you'll be able to uh, watch and 
on the Facebook Live. Listen, of course, on the radio. That'll be 7 to 8 on Monday evening. On behalf of our engineer producer, Caleb McLeod, our halftime host, John Tisdall, and filling in for Bucky tonight, Keith Waliskowski. Larry Hanskin, again, our final, was Dayton 76 in St. Louis 53. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. CareSource, with health insurance from CareSource, you're covered in kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to vandaliablacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Bud Light, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. And by Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit on Brown Street and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Well, hey, Flyer fans. How about that one? The roller coaster season continues for your Dayton Flyers here with a big win over the St. Louis Billikens. Final score for your Flyers Take home the Arch Baron Cup once again, 76-53. Your final score here with Dayton uh, improving their record on the season. And once again, we hear that roller coaster season going down, and then now it's going right back up. I'm Michael Purvis. Joining me is Rex Gardecki. Of course, Flyer Feedback is always sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. And uh, a message from our from our friends at Flanagan's on Stewart Street. They're now hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to, comp- to create that same Flyer Faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. If you want to join the team you can apply at and apply rather at flanagan's dayton at gmail.com so rex we were uh, talking there off the break and we were listening uh to the comments there of head coach anthony grant and one of the things that that really hit me is it was coach talking about how this one was a team effort for the flyers that larry kind of prodded him a couple times to try to get him to say how complete of a victory this was but i was interested in hearing the comment from coach saying that you just never know the emotions going into a senior night and doing the games that I've covered for UD, whether it be basketball, volleyball, I've even done soccer games as well. Sometimes you get a really big charge out of the gate and other times it's it's a major letdown. You never really know. Like I want to bring back, you know, last year's George Washington game. It, It certainly seemed that uh, you know, Dayton just came out sloppy for the first, geez, felt like 30 minutes, really. It, it wasn't until about, you know, Obi got those three dunks that really kind of put the Flyers ahead. Next thing you know, boom, they're up by 20 points, win the game. Everybody goes home happy, 18-0, all that other stuff. That's all I'm talking about on the tw- on the 19-20 season. But you never really know those emotions. And Coach said that, and they really came out strong today. And it just seemed that when Dayton jumped out to that 10-point lead in two different times, it certainly seemed as if, Everything was clicking. It was just going to be the Flyers' night, and that's exactly what happened down the stretch. Yeah, I think, you know, with the seniors, uh, you know, Jalen was was Coach Grant's first recruit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure he thinks back upon that. And, I, you know, it's there's it's a terribly hard time for a coach to play because you're in, a, you're in a locker room before the game. The week before you're practicing, you're thinking, golly, this is it. This is going to be the last time that I probably – play on this floor and that's how it was for me with coach Donner and it's just a it's a tough situation to get into you never know 
is from a coach that I, from my coaching standpoint of how kids are going to react to that last time. But tonight is I, if I can use the word ASS kicking tonight, boy, it was one of those for, uh, for the flyers against St. Louis and it couldn't have come at a better time after the loss the other night. So I'm just so proud of these seniors and how they've contributed. Uh, it'd be coming from uh, Michigan, uh, Rodney coming from Chattanooga, you know, and then Jordy coming from Nebraska. There's three situations extremely hard, but they all have just bought into the system and trying to what they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you, Mike. I don't want to talk about last year. It's over with, and there's nothing we can do about it. But the performance tonight, you know, you just have to throw them away the games before, and that's maybe why the pro players are so good as they say. They can throw that last game away, and you get on to the next one. And that's what I think maybe we can build on tonight. Hopefully we can build on it because I think I really, really honestly feel in this league, in this tournament, anybody can beat anybody yep. in this situation. So I think if we get the right draw, maybe not have to play four, four days and, you know, four games, uh, we'll have to see. But, you know, we've got some games coming up and this this is next this next week or 10 days is going to be a crucial time for the Flyers. And, you know, I, and I'm, I, I, you bring up that point. I want to go to talk on that before I go back to talking about the senior class. But with this next week, so, I mean, the way the schedule was initially, I, heck, I, I, I found out as I was driving to the arena that Dayton was going to have the game on Wednesday against St. Joe, which will be their next one. And we'll, we'll discuss more about that. But the Flyers were going to have over a week off. They were going to have what is it? Let's see here. Eight days, nine days that right. they were going to have in between games. A weird time for a break as long as this, but now you, you get a team that hasn't won a game in conference all year in, in St. Joe's, so a team that is somehow going to be better than Fordham, the team that also beat Dayton, by the way. So you you get a game against them. So I now want to hear what you have to say about that, Rex, is that adding this game here against a team that is definitely a team that Dayton should blow out of the water, hypothetically, if they play like they did tonight, if they play up to their competition instead of down, it certainly would seem that having this game added here is going to be hopefully for benefit for them, I guess, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. Do you think it's better for them to have that long break or are you all right with them just inserting that game into the when into the Wednesday slot? No, I think it's great that they inserted it into that situation. When you're a college player and you're playing about every three or four days, your, your mind is just set for that. I think when you're off seven or eight days or nine days, that's when, your mind starts going different ways and confusion and what you're going to do and what you're going to do, where you're going to go to dinner tonight, where you're not going to go to dinner. So I think now the coaches can get in the set of, okay, we give them off probably tomorrow. They'll come in tomorrow, tomorrow night and watch films as they have done the last couple of years, then get in their game plan Monday for the uh, St. Joe's game. You know, I sort of believe a little bit like Keith believes that I sort of question some of these these COVID things, uh, I look at I look at St. Joe's and I'm thinking they're rolling along with no no wins. Uh, what's there to gain for them? So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that it's not happening out there, but I, I'm glad to see that we got this game, and I think it's I think it's going to really help us, Mike, when it comes to that. And you know that that's another thing because you mentioned about getting on that roll. That's one thing that Dayton really hasn't had to deal with. While they did have that stretch of the season where they did have three straight games be canceled and then you know new opponents coming in uh, because of COVID issues with their opponents, they have not had a COVID pause this year. So because of that, they really haven't had a long shutdown. So which which is also just makes that whole roller coaster feel uh, a little bit you know head scratching as well. Is that they've been pretty consistent in terms of their schedule they know who they were going to play when they were going to play it there's been a a couple of times that that has changed obviously but overall they've known what they were going to do who they were going to play and now this is an opportunity for them to beat up on a team that they should beat up on and hopefully if they put out at least 75 percent of the performances they did tonight they should be able to win pretty handily you'd hope right and these you know you you know as a player you look through their schedule you look through your schedule i can remember when we so, okay, we're going to play Notre Dame on a Tuesday night. Uh, then we're going to go to uh, Miami and play. Then we're going to play somebody. And I think with this COVID thing, everybody's just so screwed up with this. You don't know where you're going from day to day. Mm-hmm. And now that they've released that we are going to play St. Joe's, I think it gives a little bit of situation, more st- stability into our situation before we go into the A-10 tournament. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with that. That we're, I don't think we need eight days off. I think that mm-hmm. would be a detriment to us. And I just think it's a situation we need to keep on playing. We're, we're healthy, you know, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Jalen's ankle, ankle seems to be fine. And coming off a win like that, my God, it should give us confidence 
uh, the galore and you know playing with eight or nine players and it's just I'm just I'm I'm, I'm enthused after tonight as as I was not enthused after the game the other night tonight it brings back memories of thinking yeah yeah maybe we might just get on a roll here mm-hmm. and I'm telling you the way that we're playing defensively here in certain situations with Rodney playing the one and Elijah Weaver coming off the bench playing the one there's two great defensive players and if we just start shooting the ball and Jordy remains in his situation where he doesn't need the four shots I think we're going to be okay well, I'll tell you what, and could the Flyers have figured it out? Well, you know what? That could be a question. We, I thought they figured it out the other day, the other night, a couple nights ago, but you just never know with this squad. But we'll have more of that discussion. Music in my ears that I'm hearing. We've got to take a break here. We'll uh, talk more of Flyer feedback, break down more of this Flyers victory here tonight on the other side of this break here. You're listening to the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. And Flyer fans, welcome back in here to Flyer Feedback, sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Lights. I'm Michael Purvis, sitting in for John Bedell this evening. Rex Ardecki joins me as well here to uh, break down this big win for the Flyers. Flyers improve their record now to 12-7 and on the season. Now 8-6 and in conference play after they defeated uh, St. Louis 76 76- to 53. And uh, Rex, uh, before the break there, we were discussing a little bit about uh, the, the senior class and, and this being Anthony Grant's first uh, graduating class. He, he has, this class is comprised of of senior, uh, of not just seniors, <laughs> of course they are. Um, they're comprised of of players that have transferred in as well as, you know, Jalen, who has developed here for, for four years. And I really wanted to get in a little bit about how we remember this class and knowing that we have a couple minutes here to break, we'll, we'll pick this back up on the other side of the 10 o'clock news here. But, you know, there's, there's just one word that has come up in my mind since thinking about the senior class, and it has just been adversity. This team has just faced so much adversity from, uh, you know, really when you look at how they, they came in, you know, how Anthony basically had to clean house with some of those guys from Archie Miller's team. And then you had, of course, the eighteen nineteen season, which was, you know, a, a one where they could have gone better, if I'm honest. And, of course, you look at last year with that. We're just going to leave it there. We don't need to go into it. And then now look at how this pandemic has gone. This team is th- this group of seniors has faced so much adversity from the minute they really almost the minute they got on the campus. But the last two years just such highs and lows for this one. And it's almost a shame that this group is going to leave Dayton with likely not having any tournament wins. That's just such a crazy stat. Just a crazy feeling that especially with Jalen Crutcher, possibly not having one NCAA tournament win when he actually leaves campus. It's just such a weird feeling how much adversity these guys have had. Yeah, it has been Michael. I, you know, we're all going through it. Believe me, as we sit in our homes today and thinking about this and that, but again, with Jalen, uh, go back to him. There was a guy that, you know, when Anthony signed him, put a lot of trust in him. He passed Keith tonight for 19th all-time on the scoring list. I think he's now like second or third in assist. A guy came in 100 and probably 50 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> uh, wasn't sure about his situation here. Started right away and has been a, a great contributor. And there's no better team player and player to be around than Jalen Crutcher. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. No, sir. Is the practices that we would go to in the last couple of years. Uh, just very nice, very humble. Doesn't talk about himself. Wants everybody to get involved. Last year with Obi, him and Obi could have done their own comedian show through, through, throughout the season. And then you get Rodney <laughs> coming in as a transfer. Then you got Ibby coming in. Then you got Jordy coming in as a transfer. So that's extremely hard to do, but that's sort of the nature of college basketball today, Mike. There's a lot of kids that move it in and move out. And it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen next year with this situation that kids can stay for another year. Yep. I mean, maybe now is not the time to talk about it, but out of this group, there's a possibility that one or two or three kids might continue to stay, mm-hmm. which would be great. So, uh, you know, then we'll just have to talk about that. But yeah, it has been a crazy year, you know, and in, with our crowd, is people would say my grandson in Texas comes and he says Dayton's the greatest place to watch a college basketball oh, game. Yeah. And it really is. And I feel bad for the kids. They didn't get that atmosphere this year. 
it's something that, you know, they're going to miss for the rest of their lives. But, you know, they've got four or five more games. Their uh, I mean, their parents, most of them were here tonight. So it's, you know, it, it's, it was a good sound off for them. Yeah, it was. And, and, you know, I will say this, the, the WHIO stat department, AKA yours truly had to look this up to double check here. And I believe if I have this correctly here is that it looks like Jalen Crutcher might now be at uh, 18th all time. looks like he passed Ryan Perryman as well. He needed 14 points tonight. 14, okay. And it looks like uh, Jalen with the 19 that he got. So it looks like he is the next up is Ramad Marshall, who has uh 1538 mm-hmm. that's what he has so that'll be next so so definitely 17 is is in place Johnny Davis also he's at 1562 that's uh, the 16th uh, an all-time score so certainly a possibility uh the, the crutcher can continuously move up but who would have thought that we'd be looking at you know when this is the part of my next segment that we're talking about is when you look at the impactful point guards that's come through, we all thought that, you know, Scoochie Smith was a generational player. And yes. I want to talk more about him later on. But to have another generational player come so quickly in Jalen Crutcher, somebody who's going to go down as the greatest or one of the greatest point guards to ever put on the red and blue for the Flyers, uh, for him to come in so quickly and just develop. And, 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 you know, it's just, it tells a lot for the program. And that's what we're going to talk next here when we come back. We're going to talk about impactful seniors. I'll have a little bit more on that, about what I'm t- talking about there, about what an impactful senior actually means. Time for the news break, though, here at the 10 o'clock. We're going to 1030 here on Flyer Feedback. There's more of it on the other side of the news. You're listening here to the home of the Flyers. WHIO Dayton. WHIO FM Pleasant Hill. A Cox Media Group station. Powered by Back to Business IT. Take care of your business. We'll take care of your IT. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. And Flyer fans, welcome back into this edition here of Flyer Feedback brought to you by our friends at Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. And a quick note from our friends at Flanagan's on Stewart. They're still hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to create the same Flyer faithful experience that you've grown accustomed to since 1976. And if you want to join the team, you can apply at flanagansdayton at gmail.com. I'm Michael Purvis. We're hanging out here in the party booth. I think that's what we still call this. Uh, that's what we're going to call it tonight. Flyers here with a big win tonight, uh, taking care of business against St. Louis. The team favorited to win the A-10. Dayton took care of business tonight with a 23-point victory, 76-53. Big nights from pretty much everybody who who logged minutes for the Flyers here today. Crutcher, 19 points. Uh, Watson, 14. Uh, Rodney Chapman with 9. Also looked great shooting the 3 today. 2 for 4 from behind the arc. Certainly uh, starting to look at his shot might be coming back after taking those couple of weeks, six weeks off with that uh, with that injury there to his wrist. But I'm joined tonight uh, with uh, Rex Gardecki, one of the Flyer greats. And, uh, and Rex, we were uh, discussing here before the break, and we're discussing off the air a little bit about uh, about the senior, about this being senior night. And, you know, we got a big performance from all of the seniors here tonight. And I kind of teased this as we headed into the break that I wanted to talk about the impactful seniors. And, and I, I think that there's there's something more than just players that come through this program that are known as being great. You know, Obi comes, you know, came through and, you know, even though he didn't get hit, didn't get to, to be a senior, obviously, you know, the impact that he had is very wide scoping. But one of the things that, that I thought about when, when I was looking back at some of the more recent players to come through this is that there were three players that I had in my mind right off the bat that just paved a path for the program and really kind of set the table for the generations to come, you know, the next couple recruiting classes and everything else. So these were guys in in my eyes that never, while they had very successful seasons, they really paved this path to, to success and really started to show that there are other ways in which you can be successful here at Dayton and hopefully push the program up a little bit further. And the first one that, that it came to mind, it, it was Jordan Seibert. And, and one of the reasons why I think Jordan was so impactful is that he was the first guy right as in my mind that came to Dayton as a transfer from a power five program that had the success that he did. And I can remember hearing during the off season when he was out during that red shirt year that he had about how much of a 
beast he was. I've heard that about two players. Heard that about Jordan Seibert. Heard that about Obi Toppin. And I, and Jordan Seibert really was just a different on a different level when he came through there. But when you think about it, he was the first guy, at least in my eyes, because you know Dayton had transfers. I mean, you think there there've been many transfers that have come through Dayton, of course. But with this current era of college basketball. When it seems like if you don't get enough playing time, you're just going to transfer and enter that transfer portal any time. So really before the transfer portal was even really brought in, Jordan Seibert was one of the first guys to come here and at, from a Power 5 program and have so much success. And now look at what that has led to. There's, there's, We think of Jordy Chamunga came from Nebraska. Chase Johnson came from Florida. And now you have Zimmy Wilkeji from Florida State and Elijah Weaver from USC. I mean, you're starting to see now that with Anthony Grant, of course, some of those guys were, you know, with Anthony Grant, with these four players specifically, Anthony is starting to maybe not only recruit well, but also recruit well with some of those those transfers as well. And that is just so important for a mid-major program like Dayton to get players like that and get them in here and develop them. And we've already talked about Zimmy today. We see that the sky the sky could be the limit for him, for all we know. But yep. when I think of impactful seniors, the first guy on my list is Jordan Seibert. He, he just really showed that transfers can come in and actually succeed here in this program. Yeah, Jordan. You know, Jordan is a local guy from Cincinnati. Had a knee problem going to Ohio State. Uh, was not happy with his playing time there, and uh, the situation worked out uh, with the transfer rule. And uh, we were able to get him and what a career he had regarding that situation. Then, you, you know, you can just go back and back that situation. And you know, I like to talk a little bit about this, Mike. I think now with this transfer protocol that mm-hmm. the NCAA is going to allow, it's going to be interesting to see how many of these kids bolt or stay or where they're going to move. Uh, Obi's brother last night uh, had 18 points, played a sensational game against Vanderbilt. Who knows? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, crazier things have happened uh, along those lines. And like I said earlier, you know, who knows? Rodney Chapman might stay. I know Ibby wants his aspirations are to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And Jalen, I'm sure, is going to get a, a good look at it also. But, yeah, with the, the transfer protocol, every, everything is going to change. And Jordan Seibert was really sort of the first one of those long, along the lines that uh, got this going for us. Yeah, and you're right. And I did forget Ibby Watson is one of those power five transfers as well from Michigan, obviously. So, but yeah, and you know, with the way that it's looked too, I mean, look at Elijah Weaver, for example, he got the waiver so that he could play immediately with the way Zimmy came in, you know, he only had to sit out really half a year and got immediately eligible. We're obviously not sure how many scholarships are going to be open. We know that next year's recruiting class is Is really good. We know that. So it, it, it does, there are openings for some of those transfers to come in but it almost seems as if whatever base that those players have whether you know and I'm talking like Ibby and Elijah for example just right off the bat and even Zimmy too like whatever little base that they had going into their first stop it seems as if Anthony Grant and this coaching staff has found a way to develop them and that is the one thing that you can't that you have to you have to praise the staff is that they not only recruit well but they have so far shown that they can develop as well. And whether it be somebody who in the, who's in the program for four years or whether it be somebody who transfers in and just finishes their career here, they have found ways to make almost every player that has come into this program a little bit better by the time they're done. I, I think you got to you, – you can say what you want about Anthony for the, in some of the criticisms that he get for, for gets for in, uh, in-game situations, but i got to say, with what they do with development of players, it, it certainly shows that they have a very good track record of that. Well, I can, I can tell you straightforward that that is happening. Uh, a good friend of mine, a kid I coached at Miamisburg, Kyle Getter, is on the Virginia staff now. And all Kyle raves about is what a development staff this is with uh, Coach Solomon and Coach Greer and Coach Grant. Uh, believe me, and that's coming from a Virginia staff that's one of the top 10 teams in the country. So yep. uh, I think so. And with the kids coming in next year, uh, you know, knock on wood. I mean, this could be a really great recruiting class and people will laugh at me and I was saying, well, you know, the, the Greer kid, his dad, Lynn, I remember his grandfather, Hal Greer, to play with the Philadelphia <laughs> 76ers. And his dad was a beast as a player in the NBA. So if his grandson has, has some of his dad's heart, it's going to be another, another great recruiting class. So I'm just, you know, as, as disappointed as I was the other evening, Mike, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm more optimistic tonight. 
And I think getting the extra players back and, you know, unless we stumble, you know, who knows, as I said earlier in this broadcast, if you could be a sports psychologist in this game, you'd make millions of dollars, oh, yeah. but we're not. So let's just, let's just uh, proceed on and enjoy this victory tonight and hopefully get the next uh, two weeks going for us. Yep. Well, let, let me pause this, this discussion on impactful players here for just a moment. Let's talk a little bit about what is ahead for Dayton because they do, there are in a situation right now where because of the way the seating is going now, it's not going to be win losses that determine their seating going into the A-10 tournament. And trust me, I'm, I'm like everyone else. I don't think Dayton's going to win the A-10 tournament, but you know, I'll tell you right now, if they play like they did today, they can compete against VCU, which VCU yes. right now is, I mean, when you think of the other two team, two of the other teams that are above them in terms of rankings, especially just even by win-loss, let's just go with that, Davidson and then St. Louis, they beat Davidson. I mean, now granted, that, right. that game probably shouldn't have been as close as what it was, but it was a nice back-and-forth game there down the stretch. Dayton beat Davidson, and I think would have a pretty good shot at him again, especially on a neutral court, or what would be a neutral court. And then the way they've handled St. Louis, I I would like their chances against St. Louis again once again. So it certainly seems as if maybe the groundwork is there, but because of this team's roller coaster, frustrating season that we've seen, we're really not sure which team we're going to get. We're going we may get the team that can you know beat St. Louis by twenty three points, or we may get the team that loses to Fordham and LaSalle. And and it it's just been it's been a tough stretch, and and I can. I feel the frustration of the fan base. I know that it was being aired very publicly on social media on Tuesday, and, and now everyone's kind of you know happy and celebrating once again. But when, when you look at it, it, it certainly the framework might be there once again for this team. If they're able to string off a couple of wins, if they're able to finish the, the regular season strong, who knows what happens when they get to Richmond on March the 4th. Well, yeah, what's, what's going to happen with the COVID situation? Yeah. Let's say we get into the tournament and – all heck breaks loose and two or three teams, the, they're out because of that situation. This whole scenario could change. Mm -hmm. And I think it, and I do, and I agree as you and I talked off the air there, I think it's going to change for the tournament. And I think it's going to uh, change for the NCAA tournament. Anything can happen. So, I mean, that's why you just got to play day to day, try to keep your players as healthy as can be. I know it's not a fun time for these players right now. Uh, you know, they go to practice, they practice, they lift weights, they go back to their, their apartments. Food is literally put underneath their door. There's really no socializing along those lines. They've not talked to their parents, not talked to their, their girlfriends. And it's, it's an extremely hard time. Now I know it's that way for everybody, but I think the team that can get through this mentally and physically is, are the good teams that's going to, that's going to go far along. So a lot can be said for this. It's just not basketball right now, Mike. Yep, and and you'd have to say that if there is, there's definitely that that juggling effort. You know, where do you want a team to be to be fresh, or do you want them, you know, possibly having some breaks, or do you want them to kind of be well oiled uh, throughout the year, even though they might have uh, more miles on their legs? And that's certainly something that this Dayton team has definitely has is that because of you think of the guys like you know for uh, like Jalen who's feels like what he averages probably close to what 38 37 yep. minutes a game. I mean, I know that's probably come down a little bit um, you know, especially with Crutcher or not Crutcher, but uh with um Chapman coming Chapman. back. But you know, it it's it just seems that with some of the uncertainties that can happen, you just never know. There's a possibility yep. these guys might get another home game. You know, well, technically a right. neutral court game. It, it's I don't want to build hope for that because everyone as you know, every time I have felt that this team has turned a corner Every time that you feel that, man, maybe they figured it out, that something happens. And, you know, where, where they, they come out and, and, you know, they score, what, 13 points and a half at VCU. You know, like for that, that's an example that comes to mind. You think that maybe, maybe they turn that corner and then just something happens and they go back four steps. It, but, yeah. it, you know, one thing that is going for them, they're a senior laden team. They're going to play their seniors. They're starting to get some of the guys off the bench that can contribute pretty well. You have to say you have to like their development that's coming along here, you know, on the fly. And you never know. You see, you see that Crutcher and, and Ibby can can score 20 a night or, or more. And, right. and sometimes you need that one or two, the two guys who can just take over a game. Well, those are two guys who can if they're on from behind the arc for sure. Yeah, and we got uh, we got good minutes again tonight out of R.J. Blakeney. You know, it's not – Yeah. now it's not forced on him that he has to get on the court and play as a freshman. And it's hardly – it's hard to play as a freshman when you're 18 
and kids are 22 and 23 years old. Heck, the other night I'm, I'm watching Wisconsin and uh, Demetrius Trice is 24 years old. He's older. And they, they talked about the team that Wisconsin's team is older than the Chicago Bulls. Wow. So, uh, That's... It's just it's just a crazy time right now. So but, yeah. but RJ Blake me getting, you know, getting about eight to ten minutes tonight, made a couple nice little plays, got a little layup. Uh, he's physical, he can do certain things, and we do you know, we just don't have to force him in there to try to do things. And I think as I as I call Finn and Zone, I said tonight's a situation he comes off the bench. He's not he's not the big scorer as he was that first game. But he's able to do it. He's a good shooter and understands his role and you know, I, I just think things are starting to solidify more. As long as knock on wood we can stay healthy and get into these next two weeks and see where we're at. I think we can compete with anybody in this, you know, in the A-10. You know, Virginia, VCU is very, very good. Uh, so is Richmond. But, we, you know, we've beaten St. Louis, and it's got to be in the back of St. Louis's mind. I don't care what anybody says. When you beat a team four straight times, that is that's that's going through their head, Mike. It is for sure. Well, you know what? Player development's one of those things we're going to be watching and monitoring. And I want to talk a little bit more about RG Blakeney, about a player he reminds me of. Going to take a break here, and when we come back, the home stretch of Flyer feedback. You're listening here to the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer feedback, twelve ninety and ninety five seven WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, welcome back in here to the final stretch of Flyer Feedback, sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. Another message from our friends at Flanagan's on Stewart. They're still hiring. You can, they're still completing their upgrades to create that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. And if you want to join the team, you can apply at FlanagansDayton at gmail.com. I'm Michael Purvis. Been sitting in for John Bedell here tonight. And uh, Rex Gardecki joining me as well. As you just heard from Jason Michaels a second ago, it is cold outside. But, man, oh, man, it feels a little bit better when you get a big win like that against a very good St. Louis team that didn't look so tonight. Uh, Flyers, they're big winners here, improving their Record now to uh, twelve and seven on the season, seven and eight, moving up a little bit in the conference seedings as well. And and Rex, I, I wanted to to go back and as we just have a couple of moments here, just uh, before we uh, call it a night here, is. Uh, we talked about player development, and really that's one of the things that this Dayton program can hang its hat on over the last couple of years. Certainly looks like they're going to be able to do that again with some of these players that are coming up. And we we're talking there about R.J. Blakeney again, and you and I discussed this off the air. Man, oh, man, does he not m- remind you of Kendall Pollard? He just yep. – just so much about his game just reminds me exactly of where Kendall was as a freshman. And that's encouraging because he was a 1,000-point score for the Flyers. Well, and plus – what I said earlier, RJ can shoot it. I mean, he's got a little bit of range outside. He's not allowed, not afraid to take a guy out 16, 17, or 18 feet. And he's got the body that he can put another 15 or 20 pounds on. I think he's an extremely good jumper. I think he's competitive as heck. I mean, just a ton, little times I've seen in practice, he does get after it. And he, you know, he is, he, he's got that fire in his eye. So I think it, that's been a great find for him, for us to get that situation. You know, and then Kobe Brad Roy didn't get any opportunity tonight. Luke Frazier didn't get an opportunity. But, you know, you, you can't go 12 deep in this type of situation. And you see when you get into tournament time, especially, most teams cut down their rotation anywhere from nine men to seven men. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a lot of hand slapping on the lockers room tonight, I'm sure. You could just <laughs> tell the, the feel and the huddles. The players were enthused. Everybody was enthused. And it's just that's that just has got to rub off on everybody, Mike. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, it's encouraging to hear, you know, you getting to watch the practices that you have with RJ to see that he has that winning mentality, because I think that's something that is, is something you, you can't teach. You, you nope. can't teach competitiveness. You can you can have a player who can have all the talent in the world, but if they don't have that internal drive. You know, sometimes it's just not there. And I think you see that with guys like, you know, Scoochie Smith, Jalen Crutcher, guys like that who can will, you know, all other seven, eight guys to play at their level. And hopefully that's what we can see, you know, out of that freshman. I think I'm hoping that we can see the same thing out of Zimmy as well, because he most certainly is showing the flashes of a guy who could be trouble in the 8-10 down the road. 
But I think the light's gone off for Zimmer. I think he feels it right now. He's getting more confidence. You know, he was in a situation last year when he left and when he wasn't going to go to Florida State, then went to Spire Academy. Then all of a sudden, when Chase left, then it threw uh, Zimmy into that situation. In the last three games, he's probably, I think, Michael played as well as anybody. I mean, you look at the stats for the last three games, he's right up in there. Uh, 29, the game before that tonight, he gives us probably eight or 10 points. You know, he's long. He's extremely long. He jumps well. And he just, you know, that that fear factor is get, you know, is not as much anymore. You mm-hmm. can just tell it in his eyes. And when he, when he was guarding French tonight, he did a great job on him. So, uh, yep. so I think the sky's the limits for Zimmer. Well, tonight was most certainly about the seniors. Such an incredible performance by all the seniors here that got near Crutcher. We mentioned Crutcher, 19 points, five boards, uh, six assists. What what an overall game. Two steals wow. as well. Ibby, 14 points. Just such an overall just good performance. Even Jordy chipped in eight points, eight rebounds, a couple assists as well. It, while we talk about player development, these guys tonight, while there has been the ups and downs, of this team throughout this season, really going to leave a good taste in the mouth of a lot of Flyer fans to, that specifically Jalen Crutcher got out with 19 points tonight and had such a great performance. And hopefully if maybe, maybe Dayton gets another game at home, we never know, but I'll tell you right now, if that's the last one that he gets to play on UD's floor, it was certainly a good one. It's going to leave a lot of Flyer fans uh, very happy and certainly was a, an excellent performance there from the senior from Memphis, Tennessee, and certainly a guy who we hope to be seeing playing in the association someday. Definitely a guy who's going to get a lot of talk there, uh, hopefully, when it comes up there. It'd be Watson as well. But, hey, you know what? We've talked about it here tonight as well. There could be that possibility that uh, that Dayton ends up uh, having some of these guys come back. You never know. There's a, there's a lot of question marks that are up in the air here going into the final week of the season. Uh, but uh, mostly you can't ignore the fact that Dayton had such a complete performance tonight with uh, multiple players in double figures and holding St. Louis to every player that was under single digits as well. It was just in single digits. And just what an overall great performance. So this is the last one we have for this senior class. Certainly a good one to remember them all by. Well, once again, the Flyers here, they were victorious tonight. Final score, 76-53. to Our next game is going to be Wednesday now. Flyers are going to take on St. Joe's. The Bud Light pregame show is going to start at 5.30, and Larry's going to have the uh, the call right there at tip-off at 6 o'clock from Hawk Hill in Philadelphia. Until then, well, hang in there, Flyer fans. For Rex Gardecki, I'm Michael Purvis saying good night. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy. And as always... Go Flyers.